It's good intro music. I can just about hear it, but it's good. Welcome along to episode 34, 5, 6. Mid 30s. Mid 30s. Welcome along to episode number mid 30s of Diecast. Nathan, how are you doing? I'm alright. Dave, good, good morning. morning. How are you getting on? Very well. You're looking very uh, corporate. Ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Nathan? Ching ching ching. I have an, uh, an engagement this afternoon, right. yes. The tax man's taking. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> None of my guys. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore because I'm back on the uh, back in the the P world of PAYE. Right. Well, this is all very interesting. Yeah, for the, it is. Uh, this is arguably the worst intro. You might say yourself to a dadcast. <laughs> uh, you're welcome along. It is dadcast. As you can see, we are number three again. We're still missing uh, the regular host of the show, who seems to have disappeared off to the far east. We're not 100% sure when he's back, but uh, he's enjoying himself, and that's kind of the main thing. And he's also without his family, which is another... Yeah. I'm sure he misses thing. them terribly. Do you think? No. Um, there'll be that little bit of a, oh, really, you know, every so often you'll be thinking, oh, it'd be nice to, you know, to dip in, to be like essentially a part-time parent, to dip in and say, oh, like, I love you guys, and I love this warmth between us. Like a and grandparent. Then, and then, like, the 85% of the time, we were just like, get the sacky in. Well, I wonder if you... Like, happy days. Like, if you split up with your wife and you got divorced, could you have that? Yeah, like, but then... you have your two days a week with the kids where they're like, oh, you're the greatest person, and then you go, off you go back for the week, and I'll just party on. Well, I'm sure if there are any divorced fathers listening to us... They're like, yeah, lads. Not living in the same house as your kids I is pretty would be, tough, I would oh, think. That must be tough. So, so you're just not something we've had a discussion about before. Yeah, like it's just, a, you want to be, I, w I want to be a full-time parent. I mean, not a full-time parent. <laughs> <laughs> I take that right back. I want to be a full-time parent. Like, I wouldn't say stay at home full-time parent. Yeah. I want to be part-time. I mean, on the scene, they can mean, choose when you want to be a they're parent. They're in childcare five days a week. Yeah. Full-time yeah, yeah, that, that kind of full-time kind of, be. That's what I consider to be full-time. <laughs> but I mean, on the scene all the time. I think it would be incredibly difficult. But not the topic we've brought before, actually, which in no. itself might be a unique one. And well, we, we don't have any real experience of it. We don't. But the way things have been going in this podcast, Listen, we've had all of some experience of us are under, under a big threat we've been, we've been <laughs> but I, I did, and I did, I've gone back a couple of years, a really vivid dream one night that we had split up. Right. And they were in the dream, we're actually having the conversations about, right, well, where are you going to live? How are you going to find an apartment? Yeah, where is she? Do we need. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> where are. At what stage do we have to get legal involved to decide, you know, do we need to visit the court to sort this thing out or can we come to some kind of amicable agreement? It was incredibly vivid, incredibly detailed. Oh. So at least, you know, in virtual reality, in my own mind, while I was asleep, mm. I got some insight of the panic that. He, some people out there must be feeling when they realise like we're probably reached the end of the road here mm. and you obviously want to stay close to wherever the kids are so you can see them whenever. Yeah, that must be very tough. Like how? It's very hard. So that's Dave's fake divorce experience. If anybody has any yeah. like real mm. experience, we uh, definitely a conversation we'd be open to having to sort of, uh, certainly in terms of feedback that anybody might be able to send in some thoughts or comments if they've been through it. Yeah, and we all know people who are no longer with their spouse or with the mother of their of their child and they have a great relationship with their children and you know people make things work but the initial stages I'd say are very tough. Mm. Mm. So good luck with that lads when eventually the inevitable takes place and dream. both of your wives think. <laughs> Did you have a good lawyer in your dream? <laughs> well we hadn't got we hadn't got to the point well, yet where I need to engage with a lawyer. I bet you reasonable? think you would be reasonable you would think, think. Yeah. but 
the very nature of a divorce, I imagine, is that everyone becomes incredibly unreasonable. It probably depends on your personality as well, doesn't well, it? Though? No, but like if you think or it about this, it depends on what, what's led to the divorce. Well, yeah, what, the circumstances behind Sorry, the divorce. The circumstances behind the divorce, but also, like you're talking about the practicalities of it. Like if say you were to get divorced now and you're living in Dublin and you have to move out of your house, yet you still have to pay for your house. Yeah, and rent. And else. you have to try and rent somewhere else. Like. It's impossible. What did, would you have, you, what, you'd have to pay for your house. Well, in all likelihood. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're not living there, the mortgage ain't yeah. going away. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, like, that's where the stress we, and the strain, we, I we, imagine, comes we, in. At one point, obviously, in Irish society, not that long ago, there was, like, the tradition was that one... Uh, one of the partners would work and the other one wouldn't. Like, it's really... We're, not lo- we're no longer in that position. I don't know if that actually changes that dynamic or not. Possibly not. Yeah. In terms of, like, who pays for what and the like it was a very different dynamic 20 years ago right like there was one person earning and one mm. person not by and large I know there were exceptions but by and large that's the way it was so then afterwards it was like right well then if that if you go your separate ways then I'm going to need to get half of your money and you're going to need to continue to pay for the house or whatever I don't know if the modernization of relationships has impacted on that yeah, well again it all depends if the per- who, it, whether how much access to income streams the person still living in the house has. Mm. If they're fine, absolutely fine, he or she can just maybe soldier on their own, but I'd say the vast majority of cases, the, the uh, husband or wife that's left yeah. still has to fork out for the mortgage, still has to pay child maintenance, still has to pay all of that. Well, there's no way it can be straightforward because I'd imagine your entire life setup is changing. So you're looking at it from yeah. the point of view of right now, your setup is this, but if you were to leave and your wife had the kids all week, well, suddenly, you know, is there extra child mining expense? Does she have to leave her job because you're no longer around? Because you're such a fucking bollocks. Well, maybe you weren't to blame, Nathan. Well, I'm just saying, Adrian, and you're like... I oh, no, in my instance, your instance, let's face it. Like, you revealed too much you in the court it. proceedings. What did you do? I told <laughs> the nation that my wife snored. Oh, no, they would just rerun <laughs> episodes of Dadcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the judge would go, yeah, I'm sorry, everything. Dude, you're not getting any custody. Yeah. You don't deserve. Oh, I literally be... have quotes of you saying, God, I'd love to not have the kids for that a little while. F- I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't make any argument with that. Yeah. It's worth... Uh, Getting someone to talk. Though I do wonder now when our wives see uh, the name of this uh, episode. Oh, yeah. The divorce episode. Yeah. It's only taken us 35, but we've come around to the very end of that cast, which is, yeah. you know, how much of a pain in the ass is divorce actually going to be? Yeah. Anyway, that's a quite a bright note to wow. kick things off on. Fair play. Yeah, is that a re- reoccurring dream? or No, just oh. the one. So the only recurring dream I ever have is, involves college exams. Right. I have that about four times a year. Wake up in a cold sweat. Just, I'm so thankful when I've woken up that it was, was a dream yeah. and that I'm, I'm not three months behind on my studies. And it really impacts on your thinking. Like when you have that divorce dream, you wake up the next morning and you're like so nice to your wife for about a half an hour. And then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> we can all move on now. Did you tell her about this? I did, yeah. Because that could easily then lead to a row. Yeah, well, she and what were you thinking? And what? Oh, and you thought yeah. that just oh, you thought you get done. You thought you get custody of the kids. Oh, because you're something great. No, her only take on it was yeah. Well, now you know what it would feel like. So you better get your act together. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, it's the custody is an interesting one, isn't it? Because like, you'd, if you were to go through that, if you were to put yourself in the position that you were going through that, like, there's is there almost an acceptance that the that your wife will be the one to take custody of them, and would you almost feel guilty about trying to take them? To, from yeah. Like that, like to but again, I, that's, I'd imagine, the stress that you can't even possibly imagine until it happens. And sitting here right now, where if it could never happen, you'd go, well, of course, the best thing for my children will be probably 
I don't know how it works in. Well, court. they have to stay in if their family home. If it's split, f- yeah. if it's split five days a week, two days a week, <clears throat> I would say the best thing for them is to spend five days a week with their mother. Mm. Yeah. Yes, probably when it is. Come down to it, and it starts getting a bit bitter, and you're like, wait a second, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah. Well, as long as you were able to rock up on a Wednesday evening to take one of the kids to football practice and then could bring them back. Like and if it could the, be a bit the loose. boyfriend then moves in after a while. And <laughs> oh, God. I'm starting to get a cold sweat. <laughs> and what if, what if though, on that Wednesday evening... There's Champions League on. And something like, like after <laughs> six months, gone down. after six months, Dave, Wednesday evening could be a good night to be out. Yeah. That, you student, know... Student absolutely. night. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> and then when it comes to uh, I think Dave you I mean in terms of the divorce and then weekends you've suddenly got your Saturday you, you, you think you've got your weekends free again but no now all oh, Saturday and Sunday exact opposite you've now. got the kids Tinder. you can't go out on Friday night yeah. or Saturday night Tinder this is this has become a ship break <laughs> Jesus I'm going to try and lighten the mood by saying that I'd like to talk about jealousy jealousy yeah you're jealous of how much your children love your wife. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I'm getting no love whatsoever. Yeah. Funny enough, actually, my daughter, I was saying this to my wife the other day, I, there is nobody in the world that has ever loved me more than my daughter. Oh, really? It's amazing when I come in. Like, she's too young to really know. Are you including your wife in that? Oh, and every, everybody. Maybe my own mother your might wife be... even try and argue the point? No, she was like, no, it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. like, I've, never, I've never crawled across the floor. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, I just say the route we've gone down there. <laughs> Let's move on. In the greater context of things, let's move this conversation on. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm going to retrieve this one. Um, you, uh, you're really feeling the love from your daughter. So she's, it's amazing. Whenever I come in from work, it's like, wherever she is, the head will go, she'd be normally like, uh, sort of down by around by the couch, and then you see the head popping out, and she's like, going like the clappers to come up, and absolutely delighted to see me. In a way that like, my son comes out, and he's like, he's uh, definitely internally delighted to see me. He runs out to the door, and just as he gets to me, he's like, oh, you fucker. Right. I'll go back playing with my, uh, my stuff again. But like, he wants to engage, and he wants to have a bit of a play, but he's not into like, you know, having a hog or whatever. It's, it's like, more that he's just established that you're back. You're home. All That's is great. well with the, the world news. again. Mm. Yeah. And now I can get on with well, life. I'm only reasonably excited about it. It's like, yeah. not a huge deal. Uh, but, the, sorry, the jealousy is between... Go, you were going to say something really No, I was going to say that... Uh, sorry, I wasn't. I'm interrupting uh, unnecessarily yet again. That, because we were having a similar enough conversation about affection. And people were saying that yeah. as they get older, though, girls are less affectionate. Right. In that sort of, say maybe four to ten age group than boys are. Right. The boys will still come running back, right. whereas girls are more independent and are like, yeah. Like, um, I'm not looking forward to the day when your kid won't hug you anymore. But do you decide that day? Uh, so do you just go, do you know what? Tough. I would have thought not, though, no? I would have thought as a parent... You'd if you like, keep it as a very natural thing, does it just continue? Or actually, as oh, you say, is there a day when they're 13, they go, Get away from me. if you ever hug yeah. me again. Yeah, there I'm is a day. I'm knee you in the I'm not going to come over to remember two days a week. <laughs> as a teenager, was I as willing to hug my father as I was when I was a kid? I don't know. I can't remember. No. But I would imagine not. I went through... Um, so, so, like, there was... I, I have no idea when the day was that mm. that stopped, right? Did I ever stop my mother? Probably did at some point, but there was a point maybe about ten years ago where I went. I'm going to go back now to I shake hands with my dad a lot, or I'd hug my mother, or whatever. But I actively decided to go back and do that. Yeah, because I just thought it was a nice thing to do. I do think the kids. I'm talking about us as still being our parents' kids. 
are the ones that need to kickstart that again. Yeah. So like I, I remember saying to I, I'd ask my mother for a hug. She's gonna kill me when she hears this. But like it'd be a watery hug. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, what was that? Yeah. Hug it out, man. Exactly. Come on, give me a proper like. I, you've been living in Australia for the last twenty years, and I've only seen you for one Christmas. Kind of a hug. And that's what you want if you're yeah. if you're hugging one of your parents. I thought there you were suggesting that you were like, "Come on, mom, let me sit up on your knee again and give <laughs> you a proper hug." <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with you. You said it quickly enough though that I'm sure a lot of the listeners will have missed. Well, it was and now they're rewinding the, yeah. the episode so they can hear it again. <laughs> Um, it's a very niche reference that you've come up <laughs> with there. Niche. It was like the most popular yeah, TV yeah, show. It's around. a long time ago that it happened, but um, I, I think that it it can it stops happening very easily. It can mm. stop happening very quickly. Now, I, I, mine are too young for that. Well, I'd say too young. My five-year-old is like still pick them up from crash or wherever it is, and the two of them come racing down the hallway. Oh, Daddy's here! This is brilliant! Mm. And the five-year-old just flake out the door, jump into your arms. It's amazing. The two-year-old will sprint at the same speed and then hit the brakes a metre from you. Right. And that's it. Oh, that's, that's you done. Done. There's never a hug. Wow. There's, now still ha- you can tell he's happy to see you, but it, there's no interaction, there's no affection, there's oh. definitely nothing physical involved. It's just like, oh, you're here, brilliant. Right, what are we doing now? Where are we going next? The hug or the... Oh, there can't he, I can't get close enough right. to him to get the hug. Right. He's like a cat. He's very sparing and selective with his affection. Mm. So it's almost like, what, what can you do for me that would merit a proper hug? So I, normally for him, I have to go chasing it. I have yeah, to like yeah. grab him by the arm. No, you're not. I'm getting my hug out of you. You're <laughs> not getting away with this. Whereas the other fella, it's... Do you know what I've started to do recently? I've said to... Uh, so the exact same scenario now with our, our eldest one, who's a little bit older, like three and a uh, couple of months. I started saying to him, no, no hugs for, for dad, no, no, forget about it, no, no, definitely no kisses. And he starts laughing his head off and comes straight over to proactively give the hug and the kiss. Because you know what I mean? Like, it's like, they'll do the, literally do psychology. the opposite of what you tell them. So I was like, no, no, I definitely don't want any of that stuff. And I found that straight away he was like laughing his head off and coming right in for it. So I'm going to try that. That's even reverse psychology. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to walk in the door tonight. Whatever you do, don't, I, do I'm not give me a hug, that. whatever you do. And see what will happens. you send me a WhatsApp to remind me to do that tonight? Will do. I'm going to walk in the door, yeah. and when he when he sees when he sees me, go. No, I'm sorry. There's yeah, no for, hug. Forget it, buddy. And he'll just yeah. go. <laughs> no, I'm not saying there's no hug. What I'm saying is you don't become you don't become looking for it. It's not happening. Like obviously he knows he knows by now because we've done it like a hundred times that that's exactly what's happening because he'll come looking for it, and I'll gladly accept the hug. Um, so the reverse psychology only works to a point. Okay, but you know what I'm and, until you get to that point. Yeah. Uh, you, you can keep doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, the day I fear, not, I kind of know, you know what's coming, but like walking, holding your boy's hand, walking down the street, like you're, as every day goes by, you're one occasion closer to, to the last one. Yeah. So that never happened again. Mm. That's everything in life though, Dave. Because you definitely can't be walking down the street well, with his like, he's 30 holding his hand. Whatever <laughs> about the hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like watching the Irish inter- football team, like, you know that, you know, all things been well, you've got a long time left on this planet, but you still have X number of hours left on it. And then the full-time whistle goes in Geneva and you're thinking, I've got X number of hours left on this planet. I've, left, I've just left two of them behind me watching that drop. Oh, absolutely. At least I, you didn't go to Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah. You're, every, like you say, everything in life, there is a finite amount of occasions yeah. well, on which that will happen. In that instance, that's an excellent thing, that there's only a finite number of games that we'll have to watch. I mean, it's, <laughs> it seems like a lot between now and the end of life, but at the same time. Um, yeah, I wonder when the holding hands, I'd say that's 10 at most. But your kids are still holding hands. Seven and six, yeah, they've... Well, yeah. what are you doing? Like cross the road, obviously. Then you don't really need to and, hold yeah. their hand. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Like you, you, I would hold on to his hand or his hood or any part of him that I can get when you're at traffic lights yeah. or whatever. Like other than that, well, that, the two, uh, the, our two-year-old is on, that's always already gone. Is it really Absolutely right? No interest. Don't touch me. And but like if you're standing traffic lights. No, I have to. It's the oh, the hand holding is a physical rough grab on like, my part. Like, as in like yeah. I'd rather you didn't die over the next 90 yeah, seconds yeah. so I am going to hold your hand or it might be his upper arm but he's absolutely no interest mm. in having his hand held he's got no interest in being helped down a step or up a wall right. or off a chair or into the car I'm not allowed to put him into his car seat anymore like he's the most independent creature I've ever come across um, that's and great well, it is great in some ways, but he's at the same time, he's trying things that he's physically incapable of. So he's like, I'm going to climb this wall. I need to get up there, but I want absolutely no assistance from you. Then halfway up, he comes back down and like Crashing crack himself down. off the ground. Yeah. Or if you perceive that he's in a little bit of bother in the middle of whatever task he's trying to complete and intervene and help him up, say, that last step. World War Three erupts. <laughs> what are you doing? I told you I didn't need any help. And there you are, help me up. And he's, he's absolutely fuming yeah. that you had the temerity and you were that patronising that you stepped in yeah. when clearly... He, it's like asking someone on the dart, will they like your seat? And they look at you going, what do you... What the, sort of... I did that in the bus yesterday with a woman. And it was only the, when the words were out of my mouth, I was like, she could actually slap me in the head now for this. I wasn't like... What age is she? It wasn't an insult or anything like that. But she was like, no, this might be insulting. Um, early 50s, probably. It wasn't even like... Why are we asking a woman in her early 50s? It was a, ja- a jam-packed bus. Yeah. And it wasn't really the fact that she was in her early 50s. I just thought, I don't... I, the seat, I could give or take. You might actually want the seat. She was wearing some sort of heels. So I was like, well, maybe you'd... Like and what was her response? No, to be fair, she was like, no, I'm all right. And then the seat became vacant not long after that, and she took that. Uh, but you could be likely to get a slap in the head for that question. You could well be likely. Yeah, I I th- th- you're that. in very dangerous territory there, asking her, did she want a seat? I know. I know somebody who held the If it was a bloke door. of her age, you wouldn't have asked her. Uh, maybe, maybe, in that instance, no, maybe in that instance, I wouldn't have. You know, I think that's a reasonable point. He's yeah. just been polite. No, but well, it's, it's, there is, is there not is there not some latent <laughs> sexism involved there? Well, I know somebody who held a door for uh, for a woman, and the age had no relevance here whatsoever. Like stood for a couple of seconds to hold a door for a woman to walk through it, and she lit him. And the point being that, and I would. What do you mean same, she lit him? That's just ignorant. Absolutely lit him. Saying uh, what? Saying that, like, how dare you have the temerity to stand <gasps> and hold a door for a woman? What do you, I don't. The, I the, the point, doors. The point is you. No, the point being, person. yes, the point being that um, it wasn't. He sometimes sit in that seat. The point that he Gilroy. made. The point that he made was, and I would be the exact same. I would have held the door for a man or a woman. I open door and hold yeah. doors for men all the but time. But he was like, so that was the point where she, okay, was, well, she see, had taken it as. I don't think that. Maybe that, she's just a dickhead. Yeah, that's it precisely. Like was, yeah. That situation is irrelevant. Another that person. woman was just the being. Woman. Yeah. No. She was just being incredibly ignorant. Yeah. But I can understand why a woman in her early fifties would bristle no, at being offered a seat. I'm just saying she could have. I, where, how, what happened at the beginning of this conversation? Uh, me helping 
the little oh, fella yeah, 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 up yeah, a wall yeah. and him being disgusted when he was helped. I think, I, Jesus, I mean, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Like, you'd rather he was maybe a few degrees less independent. But at the same time, that's, that's no, pretty Yeah, good. it is. It, and Kinda he definitely cool. has, he's got more independence than the other lad. And he's probably got more street smarts than his older brother. Uh, and I think the, the, the second in the family probably is always that way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because everything has, be, has come that little bit harder to them. Sorry, I'm so... Tired. <laughs> and what state Sorry, did you I'm tune out? So I think at the bus with your one, he was yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. Here. That may be the first time a broadcaster has ever said that <laughs> mid panel yeah, discussion. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just like, so tired. Do you want to leave? <laughs> you leave you let it just like hit me there in the last 10 minutes. Right. What part of this conversation did you tune out? Where, where you, did we lose you? Had you not just had a coffee? I've had two coffees right. and I'm still wrecked. Wow. Trying to lie down. <laughs> Actually, that should be the next step of the dad cast. We have our own little. Uh, Private area. I don't know what's happening here. For, uh, <laughs> for, for our little sleep pods or something. Oh, sleep pods would be a great idea. This I, I was thinking about this as a business idea, like sleep pods in Dublin city centre, where you would charge. Now they have to be singular pods that you can. You know, like those uh, Japanese style things that you you're essentially on a tray, like one of those things when you die. So and two people can't in. squeeze in is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, Nathan. I bet you they still try. That's, <laughs> maybe they do. It's We've really got off. Only. One person only pod. Off the grid here. Because you get so tired being a parent. The opportunity in your lunch break for even a half an hour to go and get a kip, like, is would be... Now, I shouldn't reveal I would, uh, this, but I will anyways. Uh, or maybe I'll just go, a certain radio station presenter who works in this building. Right. Upstairs. Um, I'm gonna who has a lot of children. Throwing names at you now. Uh, I'm not going to say who. Uh, you come in. And so he'd come in the morning and... Come early, early in the morning. <laughs> not that early. Have his, have his meeting to the show. So he and works then, for Today FM and, and then it's, a, he'd, it's a bloke. And then he'd have a nap on the couch. It was mainly, I think it was, must have been back in the old studio. So he'd have a nap for like an hour at lunchtime. He'd go into the, one of the couches near the studio and just lie down and have a nap. I've heard this story before. For an hour. I can't remember who it was. Uh, right. Well, if we could get away with that. I don't even need an hour. Like... Oh, 20 minutes. minutes. Power nap. Yeah, yeah, power nap. Just yeah. something to rest your eyes like it's... Yeah. Honestly, I'm 100% serious. I'm not even... like that's glorious. Like, just, like, why... The opportunity to do that once a day... Is it Spain to have their siestas? I would... I'm, that's something we should get into. Oh, I had a glorious, glorious morning. Was it last week? Must have been a Monday because I've been back late from England on the Sunday night and was up half the night with the baby. I was shattered. Mm. Dropped my wife and kids to school and just as I'm coming back, the baby fell asleep in the car like at... 10 past 8 in the morning, which never happens, usually like midday when she has her nap. So I was like, an opportunity has presented itself. Took her out into the cot, hopped back into bed. <laughs> Two hours. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Obviously, I never told my wife this. No, you can't tell her that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, bloody right, we were up, up half the right word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. greatest moment of all time. I got a, we went, to, uh, we were putting the kids to bed the other night at 8 o'clock and I got a bit comfortable and I said, fuck this. I'm just going to sleep. And I he's, never he's do He's thrown an awful lot of F-bombs, isn't that, he, yeah. into this sorry, morning. Sorry about that. Apologies. <laughs> Ever since we had the meeting I'm, yesterday where I said, everyone needs to stop cursing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. As because much you as know, they are. I think there that, no, there may be some younger ears that are listening to this with their parents listening to it in the car somewhere. Oh, that's true. And you're F-bombing here, left, left, right and centre. I shouldn't have and I'll now stop. But yeah, eight o'clock, I would normally be like, right, because that's the only part of the day that you get any time to yourself, right? Like there's an hour, an hour and a half, two hours there that, I mean, it's not as if you're filling it amazingly, but at the same time, it's literally the only time you have to yourself. So whatever you choose to do, you do. Whereas, um, so yeah, I was like, right, eight o'clock. I'm 
just going to go for it and conked out until I was in here early that morning, so up at about half four. But I'd like eight, eight hours sleep behind me. Like, normally, I don't know, I'm getting like six, well, seven Well, if you got yourself a little Fitbit, you'd be able to tell exactly how much you had. I can't one of those things. Actually, see, now, now I'll see why I'm so tired. But, but the Fitbit will only tell you how bad a sleep you've had, and which make it even more stressful. It, it, it tells you how much sleep you've had. Yeah, so you're figure out and how if much it's not a had. decent number, it makes you even more stressed about the lack of sleep. I can't be doing Six that. hours and six minutes. That's didn't, shite like that. That's it, not going to put you in good form. Didn't think I got, got that much. Tuesday <laughs> uh, night after our road show, I had four hours and 30 minutes. That's terrible. It's not good, is it? It's no wonder you're going back to bed at 8 o'clock in the morning. I know, yeah. Um, anyway, we started out to... You wanted to talk about jealousy. Yeah, that was about half an hour ago. It was. So, so like... Our, um, if anyone's still with us... Yeah. Stay with us. Now that we've lost, but... <laughs> Wait me up if something good happens. <laughs> uh, you might be waiting. So it's just, yeah, there's this like insane jealousy that's now going both ways between both of our kids. And uh, it's largely to do with any attention from their mother. So it's like, uh, if my mother is holding uh, my son, my daughter's going crazy, she wants in on the action or vice versa. They'll, they've started, so the son, my son would always sort of, he doesn't want to overtly hit her because he knows that we, we're not happy with that. So he'll try and inflict as much pain as subtly as he possibly can. So whether that's like shuffling over to sit on her leg or give her a sly elbow or whatever it might be, a sly headbutt, any of that sort of stuff he's into. But she started thumping him back now, which I'm actually all for. I don't know if that's the right thing or not, but I'm like, <laughs> good on you. Hit him a scalp because like, it might be the only way, whatever we're saying to him is having no impact whatsoever. Yeah. Mm. But there's, it's for everything, right? It is to do with the mother's attention. It's to do with toys. It's to do with food. It's like, let's say there was, 20 toys sprawled across the room and she goes and picks one out not even his favourite toy nowhere close to it, it could be the, on that list of 20 toys it could be the very last toys that he's any interest in but she's got it and he's straight over pulling it out of her hand and it, like how many times do I have to say to him here there's 20 toys there just pick another one she's doesn't matter what you say welcome to the world of the sibling rivalry you do there's absolutely nothing you can do they just fight that's mm. what they do your world so now do you just So is, do you never say anything to them? When you're at home, <laughs> you'll spend 40% of your time yeah. being a match referee, stepping in like a boxing referee, ensuring that there's no low blows taking place, yeah. but you can't actually stop the fight because it's going to happen the second you turn your back again. Yeah. You can do the black sack and you can put toys that, like, I mean, that worked four times maybe, and then, mm. I don't know, well, we have no real deterrent now. We don't know what the uh, path of best punishment is at this stage because they get over things so quickly that... Nothing leaves them really upset. Yeah. Can't so, permanently yeah. scarred them. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just hope that they get older, they get more mature. That, like, you know, and our boys do play together more than they used to, but they yeah. do still fight as much as they ever used to. It's the um, the the bickering is something that you can learn to tune out. Mm. You can develop your own selective hearing, and sometimes my wife wonders how I can put up with yeah. the two of them slagging each other off and teasing each other because they know exactly what buttons to press with each other like if the older guy calls the other guy you're a nappy baby is his favourite slag yeah. and because your man is like four months out of nappies he thinks oh my god I'm not I'm a big boy so he takes that to heart yeah. and if the younger guy tells the older guy that he's bold he can't handle that so they know exactly what to say to oh, each yeah. other to set each other off but I can deal with all that I could listen to it all day because it just goes in one ear and out the mm. other. But it's the violence and the aggression and the fisticuffs that sends me over the edge. 
and years on now, it still sends me over the edge. And it's only going to get worse because the bigger they get, the more damage they can do to each other. So we've entered that stage where my two lads get on like an absolute house on fire, like are pretty much inseparable. Have always been like that? Have always pretty much been. And when one of them is not there, the other one is like at an absolute loss okay. as to what they do. And like last night, so in the house room at the moment, they're in, their beds are pretty much together. So they're essentially, the moment, by the they're way, sen- essentially sleeping. <laughs> they're essentially sleeping in the same bed. Two single beds pushed together. So like Flares, you come home at like late at night and literally one of them is asleep across the other one. Right. But last night, get home and like it's like half, it's like quarter to ten, they're still awake. Roaring, laughing and chatting about match attacks or something. And next thing, all hell breaks loose. Because the oldest lad, his response now is just to thump him whenever he gets annoyed. Right. But he's like, he's nearly eight. So it's, Give him a good thump now. Yeah. And like... In the head? It's generally a slap. Right, open hand. In the head, yeah. <laughs> or kick. But like everything now is violence. Yeah. So they, Slap where, it break, used it? A, where it used to be a... Where it used to be... There'd be a bit of back and forth and they'd come crying to you. Now it's... Bang. Kick. Smack. And what do you do? I don't, like, like, is there a punishment? Yeah, there, like there's a bit. And then you're into... Oh, uh, I just saw him kicking, like, automatically the other one is, well, he hit me first. You know, well, I didn't see him hit you, so I'm only going to take... Yeah. And you're trying to weigh it up, and then you're kind of going, well, they get on 95% of the time. So, like, let them at it? Kind of. You just don't want one of them to box the other one in the head to the point where, like... Well, there is that. I'd always yeah, be worried that the older lad, like, that there's just that bit of stupidity there that, you know, the, older, the younger lad will be on the ground... And give him a kick. Yeah, or drop his knee or something, yeah. and then your legs next to the top A and E. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's like a little bit of d- a part of you dies inside every time you see one of your children inflict a, f- a physical act of violence on a, on the other one, and you just—it's just part of being a dad. You just your kids are going to hurt each other. Yeah. They're going to belt each other. The one the what thing that frightens me the most is if if the younger guy's sprinting somewhere, and the, and he's been chased by the older fella. And what looks like a bit of harmless fun, like a game of tag or something, he just gets a push in the back, a nudge in the back at the wrong time, and next of all, he split his head open off the door or the edge of a shelf or something. And that's the thing we really clamp down on. A little bit of pushing and shoving here and there is okay, but it's uh, it just gets so tiring. And it's definitely a part of being a dad that I have not got to grips with. How to deal with them beating the lard out of each other. And I know that... I, it was the same with my, there's only 15 months between myself and my brother so we were the exact same we used yeah. to kill each other me and my brother used to well he was four years he is four years older than me and he used to kick seven shades of shit out of me and I was actually reading a thing recently about sibling rivalries like this is the quite depressing thing about it that as the as you get older the dynamic of the re- relationship doesn't necessarily develop like you still bear these um, sort of he used to kick the shit out of me when I was uh, when I was four and he was eight, I was eight and he was twelve. Well, he's not going to suddenly wake up at eighteen and go, "Oh, you know what? I have a respect for this fourteen-year-old <laughs> yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. We're now on a level. Well, when at what age things. did the relationship change then, where you were both equals? Still not there yet. We went to we we went to <laughs> the two of us went to. Should I tell this story? 
Fuck it. Um, <laughs> the two of us went to Australia when, so I was like 21 and he would We need 20, to start censoring these podcasts. 25, I've said it again and I apologise. <laughs> um, I, I was 21 and he was like 25 and the two of us went to, uh, went to Australia for the year. And the first night we were in Australia, we almost got kicked out of the hostel we were in for having a fight. That was the last fight we had. Right. Yeah, we were hammer drunk. We had bought a bottle of vodka and the uh, uh, like physical area. fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. proper punches. I mean, there wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been much shoving. in it. No. But no, there would have been like a bit of sort of digging or whatever. But like there wouldn't have been. Look, we, as I said, we bought a bottle of vodka in duty free. Wow. Over. Uh, I don't know why the Irish have such a bad reputation. <laughs> I can safely say I haven't had a physical row with my brother since. <laughs> like I'd say, I was the I was sixteen, maybe probably fourteen. Mm. Your fight with your brother when he's twenty-five. He well, he was twenty-five. I was twenty-one. So you're blaming him for this? That's very no, sad. No, not not at all. Not at all. Um, the jealousy will subside. Yeah, but what I'm saying that that piece that I read was a really interesting thing about sibling uh, relationships as they get older. And it depends that everybody's as different as the other thing, right? Like you can end up becoming absolute best mates with with your siblings. The thing is that there's just a different dynamic to them to the people that you meet in life because you've got all this legacy of whatever number of years you've known each other and it can come with all sorts of interesting um, issues out of it. So what I'm saying to you is like the... Sort it out. Well, the the relationships that are there now, it's not always that they necessarily fully grow to us, although it does sound like your two are headed in the right direction. That's that's quite lovely. Actually. Well, you have is amazing. Yeah, but I think, yeah, again, it probably... Depends on the personalities, obviously, of the siblings involved. So my older lad is quite soft and very gentle about things. And yeah, he's willing very, to pump the head off very, his older brother. <laughs> generally very chilled out, whereas the younger lad's an absolute lunatic. Mm. So he can put up with, if, if it was the other way around, I think we'd have a far bigger issue. But because the older lad's quite calm, he can right. literally, the younger lad has to push him right to the very, right. very edge. Yeah. Before he'd react. That's fair enough. It sounds like you've. So, it sounds like you've not. So when you go in, you know, all guns blazing, you know that he was pushed to the edge and that he probably like there's flipped. Yeah, you know, the middle lad is like, you know, eventually he'd wear you down. I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, you know, he right. just can't help. It's like a woodpecker in your he ear. Just, just cannot help himself. Jabbering away at you until you lose the plot. Um, no solutions anyway to the jealousy. No, there is. No, there is. There's really no way. This just. This, well, obviously, you have to protect your daughter. Yeah. And because because like you'll probably prefer her now because she prefers you. Oh, this is an argument. <laughs> well, yeah. in this, these like if she hits back at him, like she's not going to hurt him. No, and I'm really. Encouraging he could really him. hurt her. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm really encouraging him. I'm. The more she thumps. The only thing is that she thumps him, and then he kind of thinks it's a. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, green card to give a bit of a dig back. Well, you're not encouraging it, surely. You're just not doing anything about it. I mean, you're not patting her on the back saying, go over there and give him a not kick. Not overtly, but obviously internally I'm like, good on you. Right, well, keep, keep it internal. <laughs> but there's, you, it is your duty to protect her. Mm. Just the way, it, like, it's my duty to protect the smaller fella because mm. he's never a bar if he clamps his jaws around him, which has happened. Right. Like, that's really the only way he could hurt his older brother who still has a mark on his back from an incident oh, about a year ago. But, from a bite? Yeah, while he was wearing clothes. They do so go I don't know how he managed to do it. Well, yeah, but unless like she's using her teeth, there's like there's nothing really she can do to hurt him, but mm. all the pain will come in the opposite direction. 
So yeah, you'll have to say to her, and you, and you do, in, in fairness to your son, you do have to be openly seen to be admonishing her yeah. when she thumps him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even internally, you might be going, well, he deserved that, and it was coming. But out loud, you still have to go, no, we don't, that's not the way we that's solve right, our problems yeah, yeah, in this house. And I, we keep our, hands, keep our hands to yourself is the motto in our house all the time. That, but like, it sounds like from what you're saying, it's just totally pointless. I, just, I don't think this, now, if anyone listening has found a way to solve sibling rivalry, we let can, us know. We but, would want to know. I mean, whoever that person is should have put it in a book and have sold millions of copies at this stage because it's, there's just no way to, to deal with it. And your, your story sums it up perfectly. Like, there's 20 toys and the, your son may not have any toy in his hand and not even want to have a toy. But suddenly she waltzes in with something. He wants that straight away. Right, yeah. And when that happens, that's a daily, if not hourly occurrence in our house. They want what the other person has because... I don't know whether it's one-upmanship or like who knows what it is, but it's a uh, it's bloody head wrecker. Um, we, I don't have. Jared's gone off, and he's the only one with access to the email account, so we've no correspondence. We probably have correspondence. We just don't know what it is because yeah, there's probably it. a flood of emails now that we won't oh, get to oh, until next flood. week. Yeah. Cool. Don't know how we'll get through them all <laughs> next week. They'll all be to do with jealousy. Anything else to get off your chests? No. No. No, no, really. I joined the uh, Parents oh, yeah. Association. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so now there's now half the dad cast. So how did that come about, Dave? I just... Got jealous of you and said... You volunteered, did you? Well, oh, I did I volunteer. I volunteer, I was asked. People <laughs> recognised uh, around the place, but, you know... That you were humble and there was yes. a lot of humility and... Yeah. Right, OK. Um, <laughs> and no doubt, that in the meantime, you've won the Sports Broadcaster of the Year Award, so your oh, modesty and humbleness... Right? <laughs> Stop bringing this up all the time. <laughs> Well, it just shows what a... F- <laughs> I really wish people had stopped bringing this up all the time. If anything, it just shows what a farce the award system oh, was. Oh, anyway. oh. <laughs> wow. The, uh, no, I just thought, you know, the WhatsApp went out to the entire class, the parents of everybody in the class, and I just thought if I'm going to show an interest, maybe I should show it from the start. So how many are on the class, re- on the parents, parents association? association? Oh, there was, a, oh, there was a good few. Like I'd say, there's definitely double digits anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Nathan's struggling. The reason he's not quite chairman yet, Dave... The reason he's the incoming? No, can't no, confirm. No. Can't even discuss it. It's a big role. But the only There's reason a lot involved from what I can see because our chairperson is incredibly good. She gets through so much <laughs> organisation. I'm taking a sl- an insult from that, Nathan, if I were you. Are you sure you're really for Delegation task. is the key. Really Delegation is the key. To, uh, the only reason to he's, There's nobody on the committee is the only reason he told us before. Oh, because how many people do you need in the committee? Hello. How have you got double digits? Have you a representative from every class? I'd say there probably is, yeah. No. The meeting, the certainly the first meeting we went to, there were um, there must have been thirty people in the room, and then is that the, the forums, AGM? yes, and then the forums were handed around, and I don't so I don't know what the numbers are in terms of people who signed the form and said yeah they'd like to be a member of the committee. Did was um, there a public vote? No. I'd say you were just, if you were happy to be on the committee, you're ah, on the committee. See, in mind, it was a public vote, which we shouldn't forget <laughs> that I was elected, even though I didn't turn up <laughs> above somebody yeah. who was there. For the chairman. No, for the actual to be elected to be on the, the committee. PTA. Well, so maybe, with the chairmanship? Maybe you were elected because you didn't turn up. What? You maybe, couldn't yeah. protest. Like, this guy has his uh, priorities. I'm suddenly ID. very interested in this whole chairman thing in a way that Why? I never was before, because you're kind of coy on it. Oh, just Whereas you sat here two weeks ago and went, Oh, by the way, I'm the new chairman. Well, I told and then you last that week the, uh, he retracted. The uh, constitution of the PTA is that there it. won't be a new chairman until after the AGM. So I'm waiting until after the AGM to see when if... When is that? Um, a couple of weeks. 
Right. What is you? the main purpose of your, the Parent Association in your school? Well, that's, just always, fundraising? that's always up for debate, I think. Different people have different... My thoughts on a PTA will be that it's to raise money to assist the school. Yeah. A lot of people would probably feel that they, it should be... Them. It's a voice for the parents to yeah. influence the school, which okay. I don't think it is. I think it should. I think there definitely should be an element. Whatever about influence of representation. Oh, there is. Like there is representation, and but. Well, that should be secondary, I think, to raising money for. I, think I don't think so. iPads and initiatives oh, and tours and that the kind of stuff. Government paying for that shit. Because they don't have any money. Well, that's a disgrace. But the body yeah, should be. There's schools around up and down the country, Adrian, that don't even have heating. That are their prefabs work. You see, I think I think you're going down a very dangerous road if. Parents' associations have any real influence on the running so of the I'm not school. talking. About, I, I mean, oh, the influence one is a grey area, right? But what I'm talking about is like a country with a culture of not speaking up, particularly in relation to education and the various aspects of it. So, like having a representative body who are who can go to the school and say, "We have a concern about this. We have a recommendation about that. We have whatever it might be." Like that would strike me. As just a very healthy. No, well, that can be part of. I think that should the be the remit of the, the parents' association. Don't be, forget, but I do think it's very difficult to not step past the boundary of telling professionals how to do their job. Plus, they've got children. Kids. Yeah, but yeah, but they're, they're professionals. In the if, you don't like, if you don't like the, how they've been taught, put them in another school. But it might not be that you're that it's that extreme, but it might be just something that needs. Like what? I think it's. Give I think me it's an example. Very, you th- might need I, just to go to the teacher yourself. Yeah, that's what the. There is a procedure in place mm. that if you have an issue in the classroom, you don't bring it to the PTA, you go to your teacher, mm. who then brings it to the principal. If it's a greater issue that's not over your kid, you can bring it to the PTA. So if it's a greater issue? But the like PTA's a, role is not to more be... more general issue. It's not to be at... If you, if you have an issue, it's bound to be specific to your child. Well, it might not be. It might be a case that you and a couple of parents have been saying, oh, have you heard about the way that teacher's doing that thing? It's not exactly Oh, well, that's right. definitely not the role of the PTA. No, well, that's, 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 you'd have to go to the Board of Management. You go to the principal right. and the Board of Management. Right. Like, the PTA can't... I'd, again, this is my opinion, not the opinion even of the PTA I'm in. <laughs> but I, when I got on it, my idea would be the main objective is to raise money and that there are procedures in place in every school that if there are issues, mm. you can go through. Like we would do, like we had a survey of parents and things like that about do they want a uniform, do they want this, that and the other. Yeah, that's what we have. Well, we've, we've chosen in the last week a redesign of the tracksuit and the fabric involved. Mm, now, I think that's, that's as highbrow a, <laughs> and world-changing decision that we'll be involved with. The rest is all right. events, Well, you fundraising. two are the experts in the PTA, so I'll leave you at it. One well, I'm not an expert. I've been at one meeting and I've agreed to join. I said different PTAs have different roles, but like, there's a board of management that there are parents' representatives on, right. that they vote on every year. In every school? In every school. Every school right. And the board of management is the governance of the school. So, Lads, I've enjoyed the pick-through, whatever it was we picked through over the last while. Look at it. It's quite wide if there's a, is there a like a national PTA we can now like that you actually get paid for? Like, is there a role that we could earn money from this somewhere greater than? If there is, we should be on that committee. Yeah, and then maybe is a European-based one. A European-based one, Strasbourg and places like that. <laughs> Geneva trips, divorce, <laughs> jealousy, the divorce. PTA, all the important topics today. And we so. managed to keep Nathan awake until the end. That's the point. There was a point where he seemed to re-engage, wasn't there? Like it was like the you had a half, second wind. It was a bit like Sven's first half. 
Not so good. Take it off. Uh, good. <laughs> back. I'm back. We'll chat to you next week, I guess. Episode number 30-something-something in the can. Have a good weekend, lads. See you next time.